0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky?
2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
0: See website for details.
3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance?
3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at Cox.com. Ask Ashley, the podcast is sponsored by Cox. Cox. It's
0: the fighting Cock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting A
2: Hello and welcome to episode eighteen, season ten of the Fighting cop podcast. Today I'm joined on the line by Alex from Bristol. How are you doing, my friend? More good, man. All good. How are you? Uh, really good, mate. Really good. We've got Spooky on the line as well. All right. How's it doing? Uh how's it doing? What's that mean?
1: <laughs> God, wanted to appeal to our northern supporters.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a momentous day today, boys, because I just want to say that the Fighting Cock is 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 uh is, is sponsored, is partnered with William Hill. Uh William Hill is the, the official betting partner of Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur, Spurs. They are the, the official betting partner. What, 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 what do you think of that, boys? What, what, what do you think about us having a proper, bona fide sponsor? I think that's a good thing, Alex. Stephen, I think it's uh, long overdue. It is. I mean,
4: kudos to William Hill for noticing. What is quite frankly, we have the best untapped resource within COIS.
2: Yes, <laughs> I, I just I, it goes without, without saying. I, I, I think. Uh, we're going to be doing loads of exciting stuff with William Hill going forward. Really excited to be linked with them, especially as they are the official betting partners of the club. So it's not like, it's not like a, a random sponsor from, from over there who has nothing to do with the football club. They've gone to Tottenham and they've gone, we think we should be sponsored with the club. And they've also come to the fighting Cock and gone, we think we should also be sponsored by you. And I, you know, I'm all for it. I think it's fantastic. And through, and, <coughs> and um, throughout the season, we're going to do some amazing things. i really, really happy, happy and grateful to be, to be partnered. Uh, keep an ear out for the duration of the pod to hear some quality odds. Uh, the boys over there have lined up. Throughout the season, we can be, um, we're going to be uh, talking to proper, decent legends of of, uh, of Tottenham Hotspur uh, in association with William Hill, as well as a special segment of the podcast going forward where we're going to be talking about the odds going into the next game and previewing games in a in a significant way that we haven't done before. Uh, and also, I think a good thing to, to mention is that a new section of the podcast, at the end of, of each podcast, we're going to be doing a, a quiz. Now, it's not a quiz like we quiz each other and everyone along uh, at home can play along. It's not like that. It's about getting people on the pod. Not just us talking anymore. It's getting people outside onto the pod. And we're not just talking about anyone. We're talking about a select group of people that can come on the pod. Not, can't just let any <laughs> riffraff in. right? This is, these are people that are paid up members of the 30%, the Patreon. If you want to become a paid up member of, of Patreon, uh, the Fighting Court Patreon, it's, uh, it's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the fighting cock, and you can listen to all the amazing podcasts that we do over and above what you're hearing right now. And um, yeah, and, 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 and give yourself a chance to, to take part in this quiz. So at the end, end, end of this uh, podcast, we're going to be doing this quiz where we ask 10 Spurs-related Premier League questions. So it's the era of the Premier League, Spurs questions. And the most you get, uh, the, the, you've got to get the, the, the most... Correct questions you get out <laughs> of the top ten, out of these ten questions, <laughs> means that you could be in line for a prize after ten weeks. We're going to do ten ten episodes of this. Um, the first up though isn't a patron; it's one of our own, Philonius Phil. So we've known T. Uh, Al, how good is Philonius Phil? Do you think at answering questions about Spurs? It's almost it, it's it's weird, weirdly accurate, isn't he? Uh,
4: I mean, I call it average because. You know, it's just remembering stuff. Oh, I've got good memory. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's literally all it is. There's nothing important. Ask him uh, ask him something, you know, practical. Nothing. Nowhere to be
2: seen. You know, ask him, him a question about talks, Brexit. He's lost.
4: Uh, this is the man that told me that gluten was an animal once. So, <laughs> so he, <laughs> That's not true. He did, it's he true. I, I can tell you where we were. We were in a bar in the O2 waiting to go into the Muhammad Ali exhibition, <laughs> and he told me that gluten was an animal. And he did. And he did. So in that way, where he's just so you know and you look at him and you think fuck am i wrong <laughs> and but I wasn't I wasn't wrong at all
2: yeah i mean for the record gluten isn't an animal uh, but yeah i mean look if if you want <clears throat> to if you want to get on the show and you want to challenge T who thinks gluten is an animal but also <laughs> a man a man who uh, his Tottenham knowledge is unreal so we're going to be testing him at the end of this episode he will set the benchmark about who is the most knowledgeable Tottenham Hotspur fan amongst our support, especially amongst the, the 30%. So yeah, if you want to get involved, join up to our Patreon and we'll bring you on the show and you can compete against uh, T and whoever beats him. Anyway, boys, we, uh, we had a game. Can I just start this by saying, and Spook, I want you to respond, Tottenham Hotspur are currently sitting second in the Premier League. All I can say is
1: we're putting the pressure on. We're doing what we need to be doing.
2: What? Well, but yeah, but it, it, at the beginning of the season, if you had any opportunity or any, any it, 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 within the realms of reality, would could you have ever imagined a world where we'd be currently sitting second? Given the fact that Arteta's Arsenal finished the season well, you know Manchester City or Manchester City, Liverpool or Liverpool, Chelsea had signed every decent player that they could possibly sign. Wolves are flying, aren't they? They've got Spiro De Santo, he's amazing. Brendan Rodgers is Leicester, superb. And Tottenham, and I used to, I would have caveated that with a little old Tottenham back in the day, but not anymore because we are big bulls Tottenham now. Would you have taken that, at, uh, you know, eight weeks ago, would you have taken the fact that we're now second in the league? Listen, in a world
1: where there's a global pandemic and, you know, there's no supporters in, in attendance, yeah, I, I could see a second.
2: Well, so and
1: lo and that's not, what we've got. You're not surprised at mm. all. Oh. It's not that I'm not surprised. Like, if you if you look at the start of the season, or you look at the back end of the last season, and the start of this season being so fragmented, no preseason, season the, the, the top teams that love the press, are lethargic. It's, especially with the way we started as well. We started poorly, and you thought, oh, here we go again. But... Couple of games in, it all, it all changes over. It doesn't surprise me. The, the, the surprise is how long can this go on for? How long can some of those smaller clubs, the unfancy clubs, sit in the top half of the table? How long can the likes of Man United, City, Liverpool, um, is there above us? But how long can they can they go without regaining the type of form that would then make the top four look like it, like what it's expected to look like?
2: Oh, did you? Did you sorry, but did did you think? No. Um, but 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 when um, Everton were top of the league and they were flying, uh, Aston Villa had had gone four games in, one four, conceded just two goals. Did you think that they they were going to fr- be a threat to our top four position, or did you see them slipping away? Because I get caught up in in the narrative all the time. Like one result will fuck me up if it's Spurs and and. And I'll look at Everton. I'm thinking, yeah, they've got it. They've sussed it. They've got the key to it all. They're going to win the league. Even though, if it was Spurs in that situation, I'd be going. It's only a matter of time before it all falls apart. What What, what do you make of their early charge? And, and did you ever think that that perhaps Aston Villa and and um, and Everton would would maintain you know their good form?
5: Uh, not Aston
4: Villa. I think I think Villa will be a much improved side this year. I don't, I don't think they'll be. I think a top half finish for them would be fantastic under the circumstance i think everton um are quite similar to us in a way i think they've got um you know a very decent midfield if if they're all fit you know and, and if Hammers can uh last the course over the winter i think yeah i mean they, they could be up there with us they, they can easily go on a run of four five six games where they, where they win each one i think um yeah it's, it's gonna it's a funny old year man it, it's there are going to be that top 6 is not going to be the usual top 6 this year without a doubt you know it looks early on it looks like it's probably united that will make the look of dropping out but one call and they can get rid of their pe teacher and, and bring in someone world class that used to work for us and then i might be a bit more worried but uh it's 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 going to be a very very funny season and I think that top six won't look like what it what it has previously looked like what, you, so what, it's down to us there's there's no every opportunity to do whatever we want to do this year
2: and what what can we do this year
4: <sighs> do you know what as much as I love the Burnley game the United game was great yesterday was hard and I do worry about um I, I do worry about, about whether it's we're leading up to actually getting a bit, not a walloping from someone, but put to the sword by someone a little bit better. But um, we're winning these games is the difference. And, and that winning feeling is a, is, a, is a game changer in itself. So if we keep winning and keep nicking points um, in games that perhaps we shouldn't, hopefully, i would be the flip reverse this year. Whereas we actually turn up in these big, big games um, and do the business whilst also kicking off these little teams just about. Um and see where I think I still think a top four finish I think is is a very good season.
2: That's an incredible season, right? you got you got to be more enthusiastic than 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 just saying like we we you know we we should be in that situation we we should be in the top two situation. We, we is it that that we've signed so well and we have Jose Mourinho as a manager and we've got that massive stadium and the training ground and all that sort of stuff that now that we find ourselves in second place after seven games, that it's not enough. It's maybe this is where we should be and, and maybe we should look, be looking upwards. What do you think, Sweet?
1: Yeah, I, I think expectations are always going to be a little bit distorted. You, you don't have to go that far back to, to most of us saying Mourinho's lost it. He's not, he's not really got the knack of, you know, Poch was right. We need to overhaul. We need to get rid of all these players. It's a broken squad. And it was a broken squad. And the initial thought behind Levy's uh, pragmatism was bringing Jose and he can fix something quickly and we can win a cup with the same, more or less the same core group of players and then he won't feel wasted and Mourinho will have another little tin pot to put on his shelf and the Spurs will get their monkey off their back and whatever else. But he then fell apart a little bit and we thought, he doesn't know what he's doing. Then Levy backs him and almost instantaneously, we're talking about the depth in our squad. And we're talking about how certain players are excelling. It kind of of makes a mockery of us sitting about talking and predicting stuff like anybody does, pundits, journalists, other supporters. It's hard to predict. And the reason it's hard to predict is what is going on around you at the time. And we've got this pandemic. We've got this weird football that's taking place where you're playing at home, but are you playing at home? Because you haven't got any home supporters. So you've got away teams playing with freedom, Doing little tricks, you know, having the confidence to do things and not have their supporters on their back. And then the, the home team is at times I guess it's caught in the middle. It depends how confident they are in, in taking the game to uh to the to the awaiting. There's a bit of a complacency that, that kicks in. So it's weird, it's hard to measure how well we're doing, you know, based on the fact that we're not there and it is like it's naked football, just we're Full kit on, you know. There's no fans there, so it's there's, there's there's that. I think is a big it's a big factor. It's the fuel that can change the na- the narrative of a football game if things are going against you, um and you know there's there's that there's that to consider as well. But I think Spurs, based on the fact that Mourinho is paid a lot of money, it's we now rely on him. He's got the tools. He's got the players. What he's got is the experience. We're paid for the experience, the ability to adapt game to game. I think Al mentioned the big games. They're the games that are the, the real difference makers, not dropping points to West Ham and Newcastle. Getting results against City and Chelsea, they're the games that at the end of the season might define the top four to league title. And Mourinho said second season in, he'd go for the title. I think he probably said that in jest. He said that because he's Mourinho. But if that's the standard he's setting, fucking go for it. Yeah, but did he there's say that in jest? not going to be a better opportunity.
2: Did he say that in jest or did he know? Because maybe maybe he did know. Maybe he understands football in a way that we never could and he he knew. And he knew that that what what him and Daniel Levy had planned would come to fruition. I think it's just Mourinho being Mourinho. But he's he always done it in his second that. season. We've all, He's always done it in his second season. Why yeah, can't he do it that. with us? Why can't he do it with us? This is Tottenham, mate. <laughs>
5: yeah, oh, yeah I, I mean,
2: I, I definitely agree. It is No war chest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean what you say? No war chest. We've signed better than anyone. Well, might we be. have.
1: Yeah, we've, we've signed well. We really have signed well. And without watch, there is a big squad. Yeah, but um, yeah, listen, I'm buzzing because we are second and we've got loads of room for improvement. We know that. We've seen evidence of the little mistakes, but I also believe the learning curve is steep and punishable by Mourinho in terms of he will let the players know, you know, and he's done that. He's done that in the Europa League, four subs off. He's making a statement there. He's saying, fuck the points, fuck the win. Fuck I'm the making police. a statement to show how, <laughs> how, how angry I am. So there's a point where you have to trust him, even if the football can be a little bit, um, Ugly, you know, not not attractive. That, if so we're the results, the, fo-
2: the football has been ugly at times. It's also been beautiful. Mm. We've we, we've had, you know, Doctor Jekyll and Doctor Doctor Hyde of performances uh, uh, at Spurs. You know, we we absolutely thumped United, but you could say they were down to ten men. We thumped Southampton, who currently sit one place below us, I think, or t- or two places below us. They're in the top four. They're winning. Like this is this isn't a different Southampton side that that faced us. This isn't, you know, every 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 time Spurs beat a, beat a team, it's because they're shit, and 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 we just took advantage of it. Uh, advantage of it. Well, like yesterday, were, we're Brighton shit and Spurs. Uh, sorry, were Brighton really good and Spurs shit, and yet we won. Or were Brighton shit and Spurs were good and. Uh, sorry, we're, we're we're Brighton good and Spurs were okay, and we got the result. What like when when are we going to get some credit? I, I guess it was asking. I'm not just saying from press. I'm talking about from people that, that love and, f- and follow our football club, because either the team we're playing, who we thump, are are, are decent and we play ab- above our means and beat them, or they're shit and we thumped them, or, uh, or or Brighton come to town uh, and they play really well and we still win. So when 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 is it gonna when when Jose Mourinho going to get some credit for winning games? Or is it just we're lucky or the other team is shit? Because that's what it feels like. That's what I'm hearing from from some people. That's that's
4: the type of results that we've had though. Like you're talking about Southampton and United which have been thumpings, which is a combination of us being good, but also you don't get thump 5 5 and 6 if, if you're good or have a good game. So those teams have been shit, as well as us doing it. And then on the other side, you've had the results like Burnley, and then last night against Brighton, which are squeak-by results. I love the Burnley game. Don't get me wrong. I talked about it on the last pod. I thought, it was, I thought it was excellent. I loved it, right? But you're getting those two types of results. If we'd have beat West Ham 3-0 and not done what we did, or 3-1 and not done what we did on that, then I would have thought you would have got some credit, because it would have been like, well, West Ham pushed, you know, they got one back at the end, but Spurs held on. It's the results that we've had. They've been either feast or famine. But if your famine is still winning games, it's still then alive, that's great. Yeah. But I will say this: it's seven games in, and we haven't really played anyone yet, <laughs> apart from United. You know, Everton we're the only decent team, and we've and um, we lost. So as much as I think that there's huge potential, Bale is obviously still to come in, and he is is world class mm. player. He was he's only going to get better. Um. And if Son has one of the games that he has last night, every you know once every six seven weeks, that's all right, that's okay, you know. And Harry Kane's still scoring, and so there's plenty to do. But I think when you talk about, about credit, the only thing I'd say is that, like I said, it's, it's seven games, and yeah, it's,
2: let's wait and see. Let's wait and see, but let's also talk about the good things we've done. As long as the well, bad, because everyone's talking about the great. bad shit we've done. I think they are. I think I think you.
4: I think people focus see that on social media sometimes and just lose the shit about it. Uh, it's, I don't think there is. I think I don't think there was anyone saying moaning about after United. I don't think there was anyone moaning after Southampton, really. First half, maybe Southampton, but certainly not the second. You know, it's it's I think I think he's getting just the right amount
2: of credit that he deserves so far. And hopefully he'll get even more. I don't know. Tell me the last time we were second in the league in this this uh this sensible, seven games sensible. Yeah last time we were second in the league after seven 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 games where we're, we're all a bit pra- pragmatic. Uh, well, we've been up there before. We've had good, great starts to the season, loads of times. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> you lot, you need to be so stop being so bloody miserable and you'll just enjoy the journey. I'm not, mi-
5: I'm not miserable. It's good. I think we're bang in the middle.
2: Because you know what happens in most journeys, everybody dies. <laughs> all right, you're on the roller coaster and you know the the, the rails are fucked and everyone's die- dead. That's, like, enjoy the bit until it goes shit. You know what I mean now? Yeah. Otherwise everyone's gonna go, this oh you're on a roller coaster, this is not that good. This is not like this roller coaster's rubbish and then everything goes to shit anyway. So do you enjoy the Well up- I don't go on roller coasters. roller coasters. Well I, I don't either. The, <laughs> I, I, honestly, the older I get, the less I like rides. They're horrible. I went I, I have never been on one forever, man. I went to um I went to a water park in just outside Benadol, And that's not me saying that Benidorm's a shithole. I stayed in Benidorm and then travelled out to the water park. I've never had a less enjoyable day in my entire life. It was horrible. (laughs) Every single slide I went on felt like I was being battered. Like, literally being beaten up on a night out by (laughs) four angry men that were much bigger than me. That's what it felt like. I've never been on a
4: ride. I've never... I used to live literally next door to Fort Park for five years. Never went. Never been to Otton Towers. There was like one of this little one of his little county fairs came to town the other day when I had the
2: had the little one. <coughs> he was like,
4: oh, Dad, will you come on this with me? Absolutely not.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> well dad Dad didn't get on with you.
4: No, I made I made someone else go on with. Yeah.
2: Who? Someone. The <laughs> <A> friend. He <laughs> didn't touch the front bum, did he? Uh no, nah, not not at the fair. Not that time. Uh, can I uh, ask Yeah Are we, we- um
4: uh, are we telling me, are we on camera are people going to watch this by
2: the way uh, only why if meant... uh, well, only on if people want to watch us record this then they can they can <laughs> subscribe but
4: um, otherwise oh, just, I'm just trying to decide about what I you know sit like and or well, what I can what... take my Mike, have you, have you seen the state of me do
1: you think I'll give a shit why, you, why do you do you need to give a shit
4: I like to
2: sit with, like, just no joggers on, like, no bosses. Now you're
1: looking trendy with a cap and everything.
2: you, yeah, you, you put fine. a cap on. You, pack, you put a uh, cap on. And you've got, um, like, Joe 90 ah. glasses. So, pe- people, <laughs> if people are listening to honestly, 99% of the people that listen to the podcast, they listen, they don't see. Okay, if, if you want to see
4: it, we're, we're being released or what have you. So, I just wanted to make, you know, What up some weights quickly just
2: to... well i, I if, if if people want to watch us record this in the conversation we have i'm not sure why you would but that seems to be the upward trend of what people want and we wouldn't ever shy away from that i feel like we're we're, we're good enough to be on camera um yeah i just uh you have to see alex
4: and that's that's all i have got to say about. take screenshots that. i can see what you're doing now let's talk about totem
2: spook what did you think about last night what, what you can't you get like such an open ended <laughs> question as that? You direct him a little bit down an, an avenue. <laughs>
4: what
1: did,
2: speak, what did, did you think it was a
4: better second half than it was first? It, it
1: was better, but it's like comparing not being able to go to the toilet with then having diarrhea. I don't know if it's both. just not it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't a great. Night's entertainment, and I get it, sometimes things aren't going to go away. And, um, you know, like in, in everything that I've, I've written and done since the game, I've, I actually thought a lot of the, what we did, the passive play was quite deliberate, but then I'm kind of reminded of Mourinho screaming on the, the sidelines. And you think, well, hold on a minute, if he wants his players to get forward, how can they not apply that simple kind of transition from being deep? as a team, and then pushing forward and then have a bit of their urgency. Uh, But I know at the same time, Mourinho loves to be animated because he then deflects any attention from him to the the guys on the pitch. So it was a messy game. It wasn't a great game. We started really well. I was really confident. We scored. And that was it. It was like a switch-off button. And maybe give credit to Brighton. We know they play nice, tidy football. But it was very comfortable for them to just play the ball about, and again we were I, quite I think reactive that was, to
4: that. And... That's what struck me. I think was just like the first ten minutes was great, and I thought, and I do think actually, if 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 something had gone in in the first ten minutes, yeah, awesome I think it pin. would have been very different then. Yeah, definitely. But the fact that it, the fact that it didn't, but then we got the goal, and I thought, well, okay, well, hopefully they'll, they'll push on from now. I just was, I don't know whether to be alarmed, and this is what Flav was saying about you know whether they were great or we were shit or vice versa or whatever. But I didn't, at one point, I was like, are Brighton just outplaying us here? Or have we just got no midfield? Wh- which one is it? Um, and Dombele didn't have his best game. Soko I thought, actually mm. did really well. He was doing his job. I thought he did well. I thought he did well as well. But, but it, there was just almost nothing in there. And then I, I had a bit of a tantrum after about 55 minutes. Because uh, whoever that lanky piece of whatever he is... What that is there, that? Like nine foot what, tall. what is he? Or something I can't remember I thought he was Lewis Dunk it's Cause cause I, He just, just he, strolling it, out In my head Strolling <clears> out the <throat> back Into midfield Like he was popping to the shop For some milk I he, I'd lost <laughs> it I threw a pillow across the room
2: but I was livid I think I, I think Having someone that big On a football pitch Is cheating <laughs> Because it's what Like if you've got Like a unit He's been taught All he's been taught Is, is just Put his massive slab head On the ball Right, so, right, we'll, we'll put him on the pitch. Nothing about football, the grace of the game, the romance of the game. It's all about just getting this giant human being on the pitch. Teach him to pass a ball straight and to run with the ball, which we all could have done at six, seven, eight years old. Then grow him into a giant and then stick him up front for the last 10 minutes of the game and see if he cause, causes problems. I hope he, <laughs> I hope he goes home at the end of the night and goes... They're, they're they're taking the piss out of me and my size.
4: That's why. <laughs> but I, it was, so I couldn't decide whether, uh, like I said, whether, whether it was just Brighton being actually really good. In, in, in all honesty, it was probably a mix of both. But um, I, I, know, I, I know some people were a bit concerned after the Burnley performance, even though we got the win. I, I wasn't. I thought it was perfect for, for what it was that night. I must say last night, I was a bit like, "Is two games on the trot now. With a mix of squad, has
2: been um, all over the shop, but we won, so fuck it. Oh, we also Next. we also won every away game in the Premier League we played this season. Mm. Just just throw that in there. It's a shambles out, as you say. It's a mess. Didn't say shambles. Oh, well, whatever you said. Don't don't care what you said. Really. All I'm saying is okay. we've won every away game this season
1: and scored 13 uh. from open play, which is. Um, uh, the most in the, in the league. So
2: yeah, think. also also the best goal difference in the league and most goals scored in the league. But it's uh, bit of a home sh- victory last night. B- bit of a shambles, isn't it, Al? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't win at home, mate, takes four games to win at home. Shambles, get him out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you, Al, you have flip-flopped a lot. i flip-flopped once. I've
4: not. How fucking dare you?
2: Sorry, why, why is that offensive?
4: I've not flip-flopped at all.
2: What have you done then?
4: I'm assuming you're about Mourinho.
2: Yeah. I've said I don't like him. I'd rather
4: he was not here. Think that he's doing an OK job at the minute. I was told at the end of last year that he can't do anything other than what, anything else than what he's already doing with with the squad that we had at the time. What, to, to, told by you, like, your uncle or you,
2: your dad or who told you? Loads of people.
4: Loads of people <laughs> said, well, what do, you expect? What, do you, what, what do you expect Mourinho to do with this squad? So I said, OK, fine, he's meant to be one of the best managers. Let's see if he can do something. He actually did do stuff in those games and everyone's like, oh, my manager. So now he's doing some stuff and I've got nothing to moan about whatsoever because we're winning and the bad performances are being So, you, so you're,
2: you're only going to back Jose Mourinho in, as long as he's winning? Yeah, me too. Because if, if if we have three or four games without him winning, I'm ready to turn. <laughs> I'm ready to turn any moment. I'm so fucking shit. In terms of, like, as, as a fan, like back in the day, I was like, Win, lose, draw. I'm Spurs since the lockdown. It's all about results because we can't get in the ground, we can't cheer them on. It's just about what they can yeah. do on the pitch. We, we, essentially, every group of fans are Arsenal right now because the only thing that matters right now is what happens on the pitch. So, so uh, the, no, I think the, I, the, will, I will say, let me just say this over. Go it on.
4: is different with Mourinho, though, right? Because if most of us, with our, with our history, recent history, it's all been about building to something, right? And then we've got there and not quite done it, but Pochettino had taken us from one place to a certain place where it was like, it, it, you, he's forced you to believe. He's grabbed you by the neck, like that, and he's pushed your face into his belly, right? And say, this, this is what you're going to believe in, right? And you're not breathing until, until the job's done, right? Though <laughs> it's not the best belly, but now, <laughs> from all sense, with this squad we got, we got a nice little six-pack, got abs, nipples haven't got any hair around them, right? So this is perfect now. So there's no nothing excuses. wrong with here.
1: Nothing yeah, wrong. With well,
4: hair. tell me about it. Well, there but is. There's, um, there is. There's no excuses now. So now it's a question of well, you have to, you have to be judged on results now because he's got two people for every position pretty much, and he's Jose Mourinho, and we have the stadium and the training centre and we've got Gareth Bale back and Harry Kane and him
2: So and now there's no so now it
4: has to be about results.
2: Well, yeah, and and lo and behold, the results are there. We're second in the league. Who the funk yeah. it? Who the funk it? We're there. Second <laughs> in the league. What do you want? You're asking for results. He's giving you results. What does anyone want? This is my point. I'm not so I'm so I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Yes. Seems to be doing a good job. Let's see what else you got. Alex, we've got a question. S Hart he says now that Flav is full on is a full on stats nonce. I don't know what that, why anyone would say that about me. Uh, is he going to point out that Brighton are seventh in the in the table on expected points? You like that? Al? Uh, are people going to react terribly every time we don't beat a smaller team by four or five? What's a great question! Everybody and Spurs fans are really guilty of this. Arsenal fans are as well, and the worry is that there is some correlation here that's happening. That we expect to go into every game and thump them, and, and when we dismiss it, when we, uh, or we don't we don't acknowledge the fact that we've beaten Man United six one this season, and I'm saying why, why I say uh, we don't acknowledge it is because we are not talking or we don't reference enough that result when we've had a a a, 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 a win against Brighton and Burnley, and maybe. Just because it's brighton, maybe they are actually better than we think they are and 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 winning this game in the as the season plays out might be might be a great result spook, what you haven't spoken in a while what do you think
1: no I was just thinking like um a couple of things that you guys have been t- talking about um I don't think as a fan base we're ready to really be in a title charge because. You look at the way that we react game-to-game game now over games like Burnley and Bright and the West Ham. Now, imagine if we are top, and we've not been top, have we? We've never been in a position where we are top, and we've had to defend that and build on that and actually say, hold on a minute, if we stay top we're title winners now, even if there's like 30 games left, not been in that position before. The moment we're in that position, every single football match, is going to be the biggest football match of our lives. And look at the reaction now when we play all right and win. We don't play well and we draw, we lose. It's an reaction. It's an exaggeration. We cannot manage expectations from one game to the next. One week, best team in the world, Mourinho, what's it, what he's doing. Next week, we're questioning him. Now, maybe that's football fandom. Maybe every supporter of every club does that. And it's just a human reaction to dealing with something because you don't want the worst thing to happen. So you're almost like, you know, it's like Spurs fans do it really well with self-deprecation. We take the piss out of Spursy and doing a Tottenham and and, and bottling it and whatever. We do it because we know it happens. But we're all right with it deep down because that's the only thing we know. If you flip it and we're top and now we've got to protect that league, that pressure is completely different. And I'm, I cannot wait. And I think it's going to happen this season for the first time. We will be top, and then for the first time, every fucking meme that says you bottled it will be relevant because we probably will bottle it. No, it won't be relevant because third, every but...
2: time we didn't have Jose Mourinho, every time before we didn't have someone who can win and does win. Well, can... this is it. This is what we. This
1: is this is the real test of of whether Mourinho still has it. When we're in that position, can he get these group of players that do not have the experience? as a group of players, maybe some of them have won leagues in other countries, but as a group of players, they don't have that experience. Can he lead them? Because that's his job. Believe and actually the output on the pitch, you know, performances into points and then the momentum, you know, when that starts going, it's quite hard to, to knock a team off their perch. You know?
4: That's, that You talked about that biggest game of your life, like after every, every uh, you know, if we were top and go from there. There's two things, really. That, that's that been happening for 10 seasons now. Because before it was about being in the top six. Then it was about being in the top four. I remember when at home against Everton, Adebayor scored like 70th minute. Um, it was nil nil, and it was kind of last three or four games of the season. We won 1-0, one Adebayor got in there. And the atmosphere in that ground that day was disgust. It was awful. It was one of the most unenjoyable days I've ever had at, at Tottenham. But that's because it meant su- it was such a big deal then to... to to get in there. And we were in that position and holding on to fourth. So we've had this from time to time. It's just about whether it's about getting into top six, top four, or now, you know, uh, let's say for a, for a title chart. I mean, I don't say it myself, but, you know, it's, it's there or thereabouts, right? So you've got a point in way, because the last time that we had the opportunity to go top, right, and actually, all right, they would have had a game in hand, but was against Burnley away in the, pot- in the season when we went to uh, got to Champions League final. And it was after that game when we didn't win it, everything went to shit. It was the marker was, was, was February of Pochettino. Pochettino's last February against Burnley when we lost. And then it all just fell apart really from, from there. So you're probably right. It's not a question of whether the fan base can handle it. It's a question of whether the players can handle it. And the job of, for the people, for the players to handle it is Jose Mourinho's job
2: now. Okay, listen, yes. uh, I, I want to move on to Gareth Bow, because we've got a lot to get through still and... Um... T's waiting on on the line to get involved in this this uh, this quiz that we've got lined up. Um, but but before we do move on, um, Gareth Bale he scored his goal, didn't he? He scored his goal. Uh, how important Al, was it for uh, for Bale to get on the score sheet, or was it important? Was it always going to happen? How did you feel when it was him who nodded that win? Well, relief to start with because I think it's a big
4: deal. I think it's a big deal he gets off the off the mark early doors. <laughs> Thursday was. Um, had worrying because he was very abject yesterday.
2: Did you think, is any part of you thought, oh god, maybe you shit now?
4: <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking it until Bardi messaged me saying, I think Bale's crap. Right? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, but yeah, Bardi got in your no, head, did he? Uh, no, no, in the group. But um, <laughs> it's, it is one of his things, I think it's important for him to get off the market. It was a good header as well, technically, it was a great header. Yeah. Um, and it was an important goal you know he came on against West Ham you know 3-0 up and we draw 3 all. then plays against Antwerp because you're
2: thinking about those narratives aren't you about not winning the game for 24 games Look.
4: and to hear the only problem with last week was the fact that we kept hearing snippets from inside the club old Jow who I don't know what his job <laughs> is but his you know he was coming out saying oh yeah you know he's absolutely firing it's you know it's about time he's ready to be let loose and all this and then that performance on Thursday came in and, but then when you hear Gareth to talk to him himself after the came to Sky. And he's like, yeah, I'm getting there. You know, I know I have to be patient. You know, I'm not 100% there. It's been a you know good year, 14 months, really, since I put a run of games together, you know, particularly at a level of the Premier League. Uh, so it makes me feel a lot more confident now. But yeah, he, he will come to a point where um, the bale of old, but he's going to be a hell of an addition. And look what happened. You brought off a world-class player off of the bench because you have this depth now and we win a game, but we probably didn't deserve to win.
2: Indeed. smokey I remember us talking about Bale back in the day, way, way back. Uh, this is when he was just being moved from left-back or left-wing to mm. the centre, uh, where the responsibility on, was, was on him in order to create and score goals. It was under Redknapp, I think, or maybe AVB early doors. And it was Redknapp initially, yeah. Right, and we, we, I, I mean, I, I, I for one said, he's got to stop being so selfish. He's taking shots on. He's, he's doing too much himself. He's not looking... He's not, he's not a team player. And you was going, just let him be. Let him play. Mm. If he wants to take a shot on for 30 yards, that's a great thing. Like, you need players who believe in themselves in that way. And I was looking at you going, you're fucking crazy, mate. But the reality <laughs> is, you were right. You was right, because he went on I to win. I got one right, yeah. Well, yeah, you did. Yeah, you,
1: but I, I guess it's, it's, like, it's like him and Harry Kane, like, it's famously... <laughs> stayed behind and and trained every night, trained extra training. Like he willed himself into an absolute quality player. But then now you look at him now, the way he, I mean, he's always been a great passer. I think we we, we notice it more now. He's technically very good. I think he's always had that natural ability, but a lot of it is, is self-confidence. And I think Bale early on, you could see in him, even if it was raw. Um, And the moment he had a manager that believed in him, and, and he had that freedom. That's when he turned into a, a beast. That's when he started to grow into a play that you could take on players and, 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 and make defining, go, you know, changing moments in, in games. And we sat on his back for a long time because we were dying for a long time. And Bale rescued us game after game after game. So, what he became at Tottenham, you knew was no fluke. He's gone to Real Madrid, he's won everything. Even better player, what we've got now is like a mature version of Gareth Bale without the without the pace. He's not as dynamic as I would expect him to be, but maybe that's a fitness thing. I'm not expecting him to run down the wing and do all that kind of shit. But he's he's, he, he's IQ again, it comes back to the experience. And we've spoken about this before. You saw him last night, he knew exactly where to be to, to, to take the header, he was as comfortable as anything, he was easy for him to score, you know, you wait until he scores a 30-yarder. Is that oh. that a come? There'll be a moment he'll smack it as clean as you like and, and then, then all the nostalgia will come back. And at the minute, I'm still in this kind of little bit of a bubble with, with Bale. He scored last night and I'm still like, oh, yeah, he's playing for Tottenham again. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, it, it's, it's really weird to failed yet. Yeah. yeah, because I don't think he's, I think we're playing him for him to get his fitness levels up it seems to be like all this stuff about him being firing on all cylinders in in training, maybe in, in the moment hitting, hitting the ball, scoring, whatever. But in terms of being able to run around and, and and make a real big difference, because at Madrid, he used to, when Ronaldo wasn't there as well, he did make a difference. He led. He'd he'd be the, almost the main striker, the main forward player. And he'd score and lead the team. and, And, And you kind of want to see that a bit. You want to see him do what Kane does for us. And there's no reason why he can't.
4: One thing we should have learned, really, with... About patience with with certainly particular players after Bale, right? It's it's why I've been quite hesitant to to kind of just leave Cessonian behind now, for example. Because you hear the stories from Redknapp and Joe Jordan from from back at that time, and one of the things mm. that they kept saying was, you know, we would get a little kick in training, he kind of wince off and hobble off, and you know, we you wouldn't see him then for the rest of the session and that type of stuff. You know, this type of maturity and, and growth and and your body developing and stuff, it comes with it comes with age. And it comes with, like you said, being, being coached and being believed in. But it, but it just comes, some people just develop uh, at those times. And so we should really learn. It's not like Harry Kane, where he kind of just bursts onto the scene and then it's just kept going ever since. It's just never stopped. And whereas with with Bale, it took time. You know, I, I've said this story a million times. You know, after can't remember it was the European game before we had the, the Carling Cup final after Redknapp joined. I want to bail out. I was adamant. Mm-hmm. Him and Bentley, get out of my club. And, and I said that on social media. Well, what you. was the social
2: media? It was Facebook. It was to your close friends and family. I want the people the most important to be, to know that I want <laughs> Gareth Powell out of my football club.
1: I'm but sure. You
4: know I'm really sure. there's it oh, go now. Go gonna, there's moments, there's moments uh, last night, like just having the ball in tight situations in the corner and still being able to flick it between his right and left foot and find a pass. You know, those little bits, you still see that, you know, you yeah. trust that. If that was. You know, someone like Bergwijn, who's not having a great time of it at I the minute, mean, or a session or whatever, you're like, oh, my God, is he actually going to be able to find a player? <laughs> you know, but, it, but you don't have to worry about those little things. And the big things will come, uh, you know, from, from more game time. So it was great last night. I, I genuinely, when I saw that it, it was him, it wasn't just relief because of, because of the game and because I wanted him to score to get off the mark early. It partly was just the pure joy of hearing a commentator go, Bale!
0: Bale! You know,
2: joyous. <laughs> It was incredible. <laughs> you can't get your head round. It's so hard to get your head round. Um, we almost, we almost got rid of him as well. I
1: think he was under red net.
2: So if I remember correctly, yeah.
1: it was Birmingham. I think it was going to sign him. So, so, so it's that kind of thing where sometimes football, like, had we bought a decent striker <coughs> instead of Roberto Soldado, then Harry Kane might have never have cracked it in at the Spurs. And he might have ended up in a second, third-tier club. Yeah. And it's just moments, isn't it? And you can't, you can't prepare. For, they, they just happen. Sometimes football sends someone a certain direction and then history kind of changes for that player. And, and, we, and it happened with Bale. And he had everything like obstructing him. That, that run of 23 games, whatever it was, and, and the rest of it. And now, now look. You know, he's, he's a legend returned and he's back on the score sheet for us.
2: Indeed. And and uh, I, I just, I, I'm not 100% sure it's going to work out well. I, I don't know 100% that Bow is going to be the dominant force we hope him to be. I really do, you know, obviously, naturally, for many, many reasons, hope that Gareth Bow is going to be everything we hope he can be. But we will see. Um, so, as you know, if you heard from the, the the top of the show that we're partnered with William Hill, uh they've sent over some lovely little odds that might pique your fancy. How about this boys? Do you, what, what, what do you think the odds are for Tottenham Hotspur to win the Europa League with William Mill? Uh Al, what if you had to guess the odds? These are these promotional odds because they just love us so much or just general
4: odds? No. <laughs> these
2: are these are odds. This is their okay. general odds of, of who Ten to one. How much? 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Spook, what do you reckon? I, reckon? I reckon eight to one. Tottenham Hotspur, according to William Hill, are favourites to lift the oh. Europa League title at six to one. Jesus. Favourites. I hope okay. they haven't made them. Like, I hope they're, they're, done, they're not reading too much into Tottenham Hotspur and not reading too, uh, too much into the fighting cock either. I hope <laughs> they're not putting their too much favour into us, a both club and support. Like do you know what? Bookies don't—they re- very rarely get it wrong. The bookies don't get it wrong because they—they're they're successful, and there's none more in the UK more successful than William Hill. If they think at six to one Spurs are going to win the Europa League, then I'm with them, boys. I'm with them. <laughs> can, can we win it? Come on, can, can we? <laughs> I, it's weird the Europa League though to give odds to because
4: you don't know who's going to be in it in the next round
2: but, because of the Champions League dropout yeah, yeah but at this stage they at this stage they still think Tottenham Hotspur are the bollocks they're going to win it
4: yeah I think that's definitely in with a shout because one world team that's taken it seriously and and that's that's a that's a big thing yeah also yeah I mean why not it's it's a trophy he said from the start he wants to go and
2: win he's made that public. <coughs> <out>, so yeah <coughs> Okay, wonderful. Uh, the next up is a uh, trip to Bulgaria. Obviously, playing Ludogorets on Thursday. William Hill have a top price guaranteed on Gareth Bale to score first. It's now five to one from seven to two. This price is available now on the William Hill website. It looks like I'd imagine um, Gareth Bale is going to start again. Spook, what do you think?
1: Yeah, claim starting the, these games are just pre-season games for me. Group
2: games. Yeah. As
1: long as we don't lose anymore. And a player of um, his quality,
2: you think he, he could probably score goals in that picture? I, I, I... Yeah, yeah, we, we, without a doubt. I think we're going to comfortably
1: get out of the group. It's it's, it's the, the group games for me are, obviously, you want to qualify, but also we've got this squad. It's about players to play well with each other. We saw how badly that worked out in the last game because you thought this was an opportunity for X, Y, and Z to really show their worth. But you're sticking them in a team who have, don't have any synergy. They don't play together. It's just like a, here you go, lads. You, you all know each other in training. Now now go out there and perform. And sometimes that can work because everybody has the right level of desire and sometimes it doesn't. So this game this week, I think is, for me, all eyes on Gareth Bale. Um, and... Hopefully, the team supports his ability. Yeah. In
5: order to Five, to
4: think, one Five to one is a hell of a shout. Mm. Gareth Bale, who will be the focal point of that attack, they've already guaranteed, they've already said he started. He said, there, yeah, there he goes. The That's, there you
2: um, go. Five to one, guaranteed. Yeah. William Hill, get on it. Uh, so, if you do fancy Tottenham to get all three points, a Spurs win and both, uh, both teams to score in is currently pressed at 13 to wait. And Spurs to score in both halves is currently evens. Prices are subject to fluctuate, obviously, because you know people get injured in that. Uh, keep an eye out on the latest enhanced odds on Thursday's match via the William Hill app or website. Uh, okay, let's get uh, let's 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 bring in the newest feature. So, what, what's what's wonderful about this William Hill partnership is we're being creative and and, and uh, we're, we're going to bring in a. Uh, the, I, I'm, I've got high hopes for this quiz. I really do. Spook, what I'm going to do, mate, is I'm going to mute you because oh, I Speak. feel like your uh, computer is going to set itself on fire. Uh, yeah. So give me two secs. Right there we go. Right, Pholonia's filth. Have you? Uh, can you unmute yourself? And can we get on with this question? It's going to be fun. It will be fun if he unmutes himself. There he up. is. <laughs> Here he is. Fucking hell. You all right?
5: Yeah, not bad. This is all a bit weird.
2: Well look, it's weird because you were giving it bidly bug bo- big bollocks. We were saying before we were recording, we say we'll get this quiz and maybe we'll get the thirty percent on. T's like, you're not getting the thirty percent on before you quiz me because I'm the big daddy on on the on the quiz.
5: I've got demands. I've got my own fucking trailer here, you know. Come out of my comfy, warm trailer for this rubbish, so... There yeah, are
2: there are free tangerines waiting for you back in the tra- trailer for this.
5: I hope they're easy peelers, otherwise I'm going <laughs> to smash the place up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, okay. Um, right, so to, so this this is the okay. rules, T, right? Uh, we've, got, we've got 10 Tottenham Hotspur questions. And
5: mm-hmm.
2: you can answer as many as you can. And you will be, your name will be added. It's just, it just seems like your name's not just being added to the, uh, to, to, to the leaderboard. You are the barometer in the leaderboard. Yeah, you're like.
5: <laughs> it's like I'm a pro, and I'm sitting the park. Is, is how it works?
2: No, you're Stig. Do you remember Stig from Top Gear? you go, yeah. I yeah? take that. You, you drive really fast around the track and plebeians have to catch you. Okay. All right. So um, we have uh, 10 questions for you here, mate. Uh, let's see how many. So these are Tottenham, West questions from the Premier League era. All right. So if you okay. could do me a favour, Alex, and um, just note down how many gets correct. I will give the correct answer. I'll, I'll give. The, what are you doing? Get a book just to write it down. Well, don't sigh. we
4: writing and shit.
2: We will. Give you the correct answer after each one. If you get it right, then you get it right. If you get it wrong, then we'll give you the correct answer. Okay. Okay. All right, T. This is all on you because you're representing the Fighting Cock here. After this, it's only Patreons only. So if you want to get part, take part of this quiz, then become a Patreon, get involved, and uh, we'll we'll bring you in at some point. It's uh, p a t r e o n dot com forward slash the Fighting Cock. Right. Okay, T. You ready? Okay. Alex, you got your pen? Good. Yes. Who scored Spurs' first ever Premier League era goal?
5: For fuck's sake. Um, Gordon Jury. Fucking. I thought that was a difficult one. Yes, Gordon Jury is the correct (laughs) answer.
2: Uh, Who was Martin Yole's predecessor? Jack Santini. Correct. How many Ivorian players have played for Spurs and can you name them?
5: You have to name them. I want to say two, but it might be three. Name two Um, Zakora and Koulibaly.
2: That's the wrong answer. The one was right, but it's wrong. Uh, The answer is Serge Aurier and Didier Zakora. Oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, (sighs) Okay, who scored the goal that never was at Old Trafford in 2005? Uh, Mendez. Correct. Pavlochenko made 113 appearances for Spurs. How many goals did he score in that time? I'll give you to the closest five. Five either way.
5: 137 games, he said. 113. 113. 113, okay. Um, I'll say 45.
2: <laughs> fucking hell he's got 41 goals correct you're in we're in, in, in the right <laughs> parameters was, was <laughs> uh, uh, number six which four players have played for both Arsenal and Spurs in the Premier League era
5: four four
2: players have played for Spurs for both, both Arsenal and Spurs in the Premier League era
5: okay Are, so you've, you've got you can name got, three okay Bentley Campbell Ron Ricketts William Gallas
2: Ryan Ricketts wasn't there, but you named for any free anyway. Yeah. Uh, Ad- Andy Baeur was there as well. Oh
5: yeah, Andy Bajor, I forgot.
2: Rick- him. Ricketts, Ricketts actually did. He did. He, I'm not sure if you played a first team game for Arsenal. Maybe that's why. But uh, I'm not w-
5: for as well. I'm well, you get sure. the point
2: anyway. Don't you? Don't need to. You know, you don't just. You know, you've got the point, all right? Am I set the
5: par too high?
2: No, because this is what we want. You want people coming to beat you. We, the, you're, because- you're, this is our podcast. You're a part of this podcast. You have to set the bar high, and these people need to come in and and, and usurp you. Okay, all right. No No one beats him. Do we get the prize? What is that? We got. We got. Yeah, 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 Alex. What? What what would be the prize? I tell you what, it would be a season, a season ticket to Stringfellows. Right, seven. Who? Who was Pochettino's first signing as Spurs manager? Oh man. I have to push you here to three. five. Uh, um, four, was it
5: um, three? Was it Ben
2: Davis? Fuck you! Christ, yes, Ben Davis. It was correct, yes. Yeah. All right. I had a feeling. You know. Because you had a feeling. Never would have
5: got that. No, Nor would I. Is it him or Dyer. Is Eric Dyer? Yeah.
2: yeah, well, apparently, according to this quiz, supplied by Leo, <laughs> who's our producer. Uh, yeah, 100% Ben Davis. Uh, question eight. Which Spurs goalkeeper was on the cover of FIFA 95? Uh, Ian Walker. No, incorrect. It was Eric Torsvet. And number nine, Scott Parker joined the club in 2011 and went on to win player of the year in his first season. But which other London clubs had he played for before signing for Spurs? There's three of them. You've got to get them all. Chelsea,
5: Charlton, West Ham.
2: Yes, easy. Okay. Correct. Well, uh, all right. If n- yes, fuck you. All right, and uh, number ten, who scored an in injury time, winner away at West Ham in two thousand and seven to make it four three to Spurs?
5: Alsteri. Oh, all
2: right. How many did he get, Al? He only got two
4: wrong, so that's a grand total of eight out of ten. All
2: right. If you are a patron and you're listening to this and you think you can take him on, that the questions are going to be around this difficulty. You know, this is like the chase. Most people can get a few of them, but when you're in the hot seat, it's very fucking difficult. Uh, under the lights, under the lights, yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, yes, so uh, yeah, thank you, Leo, for for putting that that quiz together. Thank you, T, for coming on and smashing it uh, once again. And uh, we're waiting to see next week whether or not uh, you know someone else is going to come on and uh, and do better. Spook, I want to thank you for for being involved. Alex as well, thank you so much. And until next week where actually no next week we're going to do an episode on on Friday after Luderitz game and to see how we've done there and um yeah up the spurs uh this has been a podcast that's been backed by William Hill and god bless them all over there
3: it's the fighting it's the fighting
0: Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo, and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis, and Stan in central Indiana taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you, with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call, Clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help